Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the More Than Social podcast. It is just me and you hanging out today. Well, kind of. I'll share in just a minute, but I want to dive into all things digital marketing with you. Now, I do have something really special planned for this episode, really just to kick off the month of July. Now, I want us to dive deep, like, and I mean real deep, into the world of automation because let's be honest with each other it can be kind of intimidating to even think about automation for a business. But don't worry, don't be scared of it. Once we go through everything I'm going to talk to you about today and actually throughout the entire month, you will be super, super clear on what direction to take with your business from an automation side of things. So here's what I want to do today. And I actually want to mix things up a little bit. So a while back, I was actually a part of a business summit. And guess what I talked about? Just guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I was talking about the automation. I was actually interviewed about the whole lead generation side of things, which is super, super important from a foundational aspect with your business. And really for me, it's like the starting point of automation is having this system set up. And throughout the entire month of July, what I want to do is dive deep into the automation things. And this is exactly where I want to start. So I want to take you back to the very, very beginning and then we'll kind of build upon it. Okay. So during this interview, during that business summit, I talked all about different systems and different processes that business owners need to have within their business from building a relationship, all the things. So I want to give you access to this interview. Now, this is exclusive for the More Than Social podcast. So I greatly, greatly appreciate Ashley. If you're listening, thank you for allowing us to release this to our audience. But for you, you are absolutely going to love this information. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the automation side of things. My goal is just to simplify things for you and hope to give you some inspiration of what you really, really can do from automation. So enough of me talking right now. Let's dive into the episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Launch Set in Motion Summit. Let's accelerate your business with industry-leading strategies to get you moving in the right direction and scaling to that next level. I'd like to welcome Lisa Ann to the show. Lisa Ann is a digital marketing strategist and entrepreneur who quit her corporate job at 23 to travel the world and create successful business online. And so through her extensive knowledge and her expertise in digital marketing, she helps empower entrepreneurs to achieve the goals and unlock their potential one step at a time. So welcome, Lisa Ann. I'm super excited to have you today. And thank you so much. I'm super excited for this. Yes, for sure. So before we dive in, do you mind sharing a little bit about your entrepreneur journey and how you got started? Absolutely. So like you just said, when you're introducing me, I quit my corporate job when I was 23 to build a business online, but I want to take you back before that. So I was actually living in Australia at the time. I'm from Canada. So I was going to Australia for school and I finished my marketing degree there. And my partner at the time started working online and started building a business online. I was that person saying, what are you doing? This is not a real job. You can't make money online. Like this is a scam, like whole, I did not believe it. 
Mm-hmm. Long story short, we went in totally different directions. He went down the path of online marketing. I went down the path of following the corporate routes. I got my dream marketing job. I was climbing the corporate ladder really quickly while I was watching him travel the world. And I did not believe it. I'm like, hey, you're traveling the world. Like, you must be in so much debt. I don't understand what you're doing here. Like, how are you making money? How are you surviving? I ended up meeting him in Europe and I witnessed firsthand how he was actually building a business 100% online through Wi-Fi. That day changed my entire life. I went home after that trip and I quit my job 90 days later because I was like, you know what? I can see the possibilities. I see what he's doing. I see how he's traveling the world. I was 23. I'm young. I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. Let's see what happens. Fast forward, that was about pretty much eight years ago, almost to the date. Um, I have been working online ever since. I started just doing Facebook page management eight years ago. That was a huge thing. So I was managing Facebook pages and I started getting into affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing is when you sell other people's products for commission. I didn't have my own products. I didn't have my own service. I didn't have anything. I was just like, I'm trying to make money online. So started with affiliate marketing and I started getting really, really good results that people started asking me, how are you getting the results? So during the time when I was building my own business with affiliate marketing, I learned how do you run Facebook and Instagram ads? How do you set up funnels? How do you do email marketing? How do you basically build this entire system so that you can have a business run on automation for you so that you can go out and travel, live your life, do everything that you want to do while still making money? But so people were asking me, how are you doing it? That's how I got my first client. I got clients. I was <laughs> helping them now sell products online and doing exactly what I was doing for myself. Long story short, I was working with clients and I decided to actually stop working with the clients within the affiliate marketing space. I started getting a lot more clients in the network marketing space as well. However, at that point in time, people expected you place an ad and be rich overnight. That is not possible, guys. But it was just a different mindset. So I decided, okay, I know what I'm doing. I like what I do. I love as much as some people say they hate funnels and emails. <laughs> I love I love what I do. So I decided to switch my focus. And now for the last six, seven years, I've been working with small businesses. So I work with entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, um, service providers, and course providers on how do you actually generate leads and sales online. So I'm still able to build a business. Well, I can travel the world. I have a baby now, so I'm a little bit more settled, I would say, but it's been eight years and it all started with me not even believing that this was possible. Oh, I absolutely love your story. And it is so true to how the automation and building a business online can totally transform your world. And and if you're like on the outside, still kind of looking in not and trying to decide if you're going to take that leap, it is such a great place to be. And, um, you know, as much as, as the tech side of things where we jump in and we don't fully understand it is such a benefit to our business and understanding how to automate and what to automate and and be able to grow and scale your business in that manner is is so essential so i love i love your story i love your journey and 23 good for you because that's such a great great age to think of especially nowadays when you think of our our youth and our younger generations those in their 20s they are our champions of social media I can just see the wave of what's about to come into the industry. So if you think that there's like an overload right now, there's more coming and there's definitely space for everybody, which I love. Mm -hmm. And so let's 
dive into these systems a little bit more and tell us why it's important to establish systems and processes at the beginning of your business. Absolutely. And I'm going to use myself as an example. So when I first started my business, like I said, I was I was doing all the things online. I was doing all the front end stuff on the social media stuff, all the way to the back end stuff that most people don't actually see in the online world. When you have a system and process in place within your business, it's duplicatable. And that's what I want to start off with. Okay. But when I started, what I ended up doing, because I had so many clients, I had to put together a checklist of every single thing that I was doing per client. So I wouldn't forget anything. Right. The reason why I did that is one, yes, to keep me on track. But also when I got so busy at one point, I was managing 40 plus clients, one person, you can't do that. So when you have to hire people or hire support, you need to be able to delegate certain stuff. So in the Mm -hmm. very beginning of a business, and even any people that I coach within my Spotlight Theory program, I teach them, you want to understand the process that you take. However, that process, I want everyone to know it's not going to be set in stone. Your processes and your systems as you grow, as you scale, as you develop new strategies within your business, you're going to tweak these systems. But like I said, when I first started, I had these systems. Then I got so busy and I got so overwhelmed with everything that I was doing. I threw out my systems and processes. That was the biggest mistake I made in my business because I was reinventing the wheel with every single client. So that's a mistake. But when you actually come back to the table and you set those systems and processes up within your business again, it really just helps you from a scalability side of things, but also from an overwhelming side of things. Running a business, I'm not going to say it's easy. We all go through ups and downs within our business, but the systems and processes that you put in place, that's what's going to kind of keep you sane, but it's also going to keep you on track and also allow you to hit the goals that you want to hit either with yourself or with your clients, obviously, depending on what it is that your offer is. So there's a bunch of different systems and processes that you can create in your business, especially when you're first starting off. But the easiest way to do it is just think about what you do from the moment that you talk to a prospect of whatever sort is going to be all the way to when you actually close the product or close the project, whatever, again, whatever the scenario is going to be for you. So let's just say that you are onboarding new clients or you have a service-based business. If you are someone who gets people to book in a discovery call with you, that's typically the first step that people take is let's have our first conversation. Let's see if it's a good fit for both of us. Let me tell you my approach, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What's the next step? So you talk to someone. Now you're typically going to send a proposal. Is there any specific steps that you take to get them from A to B so far? If so, write it down. And I'm saying just write it down very basic at this point. Now what's the next step? So you send the proposal, let's say. What typically happens, you're going to follow up with them. So what is the steps that you follow? How many days do you wait in between? How What emails do you actually send? Do you send a text message? Like, how do you actually do it? Then what happens from the onboarding piece? So what does the client need to have? What do you need to collect? All of these pieces, if you're aware of what you need to do, all I want you to do in the beginning is write it down. Once you are super clear on what you actually do within your business, then it's starting to pay attention to what are you doing all the time and what are you duplicating? What is this? Are you sending out the same email every single time to every single client that you onboard? If so, now how can we automate that? So when you start getting into the automation side of things, you need to have a clear picture of what it is that you do. And I find a lot of people when they step into setting up the automated systems within their business, they just throw random things together. They don't actually have a full structure of what actually happens within the business. So things get missed or things don't work as effectively. Right. So when you start to see that you're duplicating, let's say, an email every single time, 
Can you have it preset into a system? There's so many programs online that we can use, but can you set it up so it will automatically send for you if you press a button? That's the goal. As you start to scale your business, meaning you get more clients onboarding or you're selling more products or services, once you have that capacity that you're growing so quickly, when you have these automations in place, you're not going to feel overwhelmed, but you're also not going to be doing duplicate work. So using myself as an example, biggest mistake that I made was I let go of my systems and processes because I got too busy and I just didn't have time to think about what I was actually doing. <laughs> biggest mistake that I made. So instead, as you start to scale and as you start to grow, you have all these things. You have the checklist, you have the processes, you have the automations that's going to simplify your business and allow you to focus on the things where your your mind and your effort actually needs to be in. So if it writing an email, the same email over and over and over again, you're wasting your time at that point. So automate that, set up that system, set up that process for your business. But again, it really comes down to being super clear on what it is that you actually do within your business. And don't be stuck on it. Like, yes, we're going to be adapting. You're going to be changing. But at least if you have that process, then you you tweak it as you're going versus start from scratch with every single person. Oh, I absolutely love that. And it is so true because there are things that are always repeatable in our business. When you're talking about sending that same email all the time, even if you're not putting that through your service provider where you're mass mailing a list, mm-hmm. um, one of the tips that I that I had learned, um, actually, I was just listening to an audio book while I was out walking the other day. And it was, it was about like focusing, delegating and automating things like that. And one of the, the tips was to create an email signature with that email. Mm-hmm. So add that into your email signature, then you're literally just adding the email address, putting the subject and adding an email signature and hitting send. So it's like your emails done in seconds. Um, so that's a that's a great, you know, quick way to do it, especially if you're just starting out and you're, do- you're not at the point where you're figuring out what I can do. But knowing mm-hmm. that when I onboard a client, I send out a welcome email, I do this, I do that, I do whatever starting to automate that process, starting to get those typed up and ready and and prepared for you is essential so yeah. that you are it, focusing where you need to be. Absolutely. And like another thing, like if, if you're not at the stage where you want to implement like the programs to actually do it all for you, like you said, if you just have that system, have the email pre-written even in a Google Drive, or there's, there's programs out there that you can download on your computer that you can have pre-saved messages so let's say that you send a welcome email every single time. You could actually press like command F on your computer, for example, and it would automatically fill in that email that you have. I can't remember off the top of my head what those are called, but they do have those systems where you can have those pre-written stuff and just have it available for you or Google Drive. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, I know it is. And it's such a great filing system. Um, you know, when we're talking about systems, files, get your files <laughs> straight to. <laughs> it's when, it, you know, like we're, constantly creating assets for our business, especially at the beginning when you're not, you know, when you're like, okay, you know, I have, say you have a first client and you're one-on-one and you're not exactly sure how you're supporting that client, but then you're generating a document to help them. Those are your assets, keep them in a place. And then you can start building out your program so that you can scale from one-on-one to group coaching and things like that. So um, everything you create is is an asset and and to be able to reuse that and repurpose it is is essential. So what you know, when we're talking about creating all of these things and we're talking about prioritizing what we're doing, what are some common mistakes that you see new entrepreneurs making when they're not paying attention to the systems and the processes? 
Yeah. So the biggest thing, honestly, is reinvented the wheel. So if you are, let's stick for the onboarding, the new client standpoint, if you you have a process and you work in a specific way for your business, if you start to pay attention to what you've been saying out loud, you typically are saying the same thing over and over again. You may be saying it slightly different, but it's the same concept. So it's, you're reinventing the wheel over and over and over again. That is going to waste a lot of your time. As business owners, we start our own business because one, we love what we do, but we also want more freedom in our life. You are actually creating more work if you're just reinventing the wheel over and over and over again. So going back to the systems and process, when you have that in place, that is something that's really going to help you not only build that strong foundation for your business, but save you more time. So that's a big mistake. Or like I did, just throw out all your systems and processes when you get busy because you're overwhelmed. That's another really big mistake that people make. Um, I guess the third one that is super, super common is they spend so much time on social media that they forget about the back end of your business. So social media, it's it's a piece of the puzzle to your business. It is not your business. It is not everything for your business. Mm-hmm. If you're posting and spending so much time creating content for social media, but you do not have anything on the back end to support your business in any capacity, whether that's invoicing, whether that's having the systems and processes, whether that's even just customer service for your clients or for your programs, that stuff, you're going to waste your time. You can bring in everything through the front end of social media, but if there's nothing on the back end, it's going to fall and you're going to actually harm your business. So people spend way too much time on social media. I know it's important. I know it's something that we think that we have to do all the time, but it can be a full-time job, but if you don't have the back end, it's not going to work as effectively for you. Oh, I love that you bring up social media because so many people and there's so many coaches and and you know experts out there that have solely built their business on social media. Like I don't know how many people I've come across and they're like, well, I don't have an email list that's substantial because I built my business online. And then you hear the horror stories of wearing somebody's account was shut down or, you Mm -hmm. know, it just disappeared altogether, whatever the case is. And then you're like, there goes your whole business. Literally. And honestly, like you don't own social media. Like I I talk about this a lot, actually. So you don't own social media, you own your email list. So I talk a lot about email lists and we can go further into that today, but you don't own your social media. So social media can Mm -hmm. disappear in a blink of an eye. You can get hacked. Unfortunately, knock on wood, it doesn't happen to you. It can, you can get banned for posting something that you had no idea was a policy on social media, but also you don't own it. So they also are controlling what people are seeing. So yes, you have the control in terms of what are you actually putting out there? What are you putting in your videos? What are you putting in your captions? All that stuff. But the algorithm that is actually controlling who's seeing your content. So you don't have much control. But the biggest, my biggest fear for anyone is that they spend so much time, like you said, on social media, their entire business is on social media, that if it disappears tomorrow, they're screwed. Yeah, it's so true. And you know, I I love the schedule feature on social media, because I literally just batch create. And then when I'm drinking my coffee in the morning, that's when I'm responding to people. That's when I'm, you know, mm-hmm. anybody who's engaged, that's when I do that. Or in the evening, just like, sitting down, I'll take 10 minutes. And so social media is a tool, but it's not the only place you need to be. Um, And building that list is, is so essential. And so I love that you bring that up, because there's ways we can utilize it. So since we're on the topic of social media, and it being a piece of our business, how can we use social media to attract our potential clients and to be that tool where we're not spending all the time, but it is effective? 
Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So it is super powerful. It is another piece of the puzzle. But like we were talking about, it's not the end all be all, but Mm -hmm. it's a great, great place to attract the right people to you. So how you actually do this, this is going to get into another system that we're going to talk about. But you use social media to attract the right people. Once you attract the right people, the goal is actually to get them off of social media and into your business in some capacity. So whether that is getting on your email list, whether that's booking an appointment with you, whether that's purchasing a program that you have or sign up for a a course, let's just say. So to attract the right people, it always, always comes down to who are you actually talking to? If you have no idea who you're talking to, you're not going to be attracting people to you or you're just going to be speaking to everyone and then you're not actually connecting with anyone. So the biggest piece with social media, especially now, is you want to connect with people. People want to have that human side of things. They want to know that you're not a robot. You're actually a person behind the screen. They want to be able to connect with you because of pain points or struggles or see that you could inspire them or help them along their journey as well. So if you don't know who you're talking to, you're losing out on that connection. So instead of trying to speak to every single person out there in the world that you could help, narrow in exactly who is that dream client that you want to attract. If I know that I want to attract Brittany, who is 35 years old, she is a coach and she loves doing yoga and running, um, but she's struggling with spending too much time on social media. She hates social media. She wants to throw her phone across the room, but she can't because she needs it for her business. She wants to disconnect. Like I, I can literally tell you exactly who I want to attract into my business. Right. But because I know all these details about her pain points and struggles, I can show up and help her. I can show up and actually talk to her through my social media. Even though I have thousands of followers, when I'm posting on social media, when I'm doing any marketing within my business, I'm thinking about this one person. And because I'm posting, talking to this one person, the content that I'm making, the reels, the videos, anything that I'm doing is speaking to her. When that person or that type of person, it's not only going to be Brittany seeing my stuff, but All the Britneys out there, when they see my content, they're going to feel like they know me and I get them. And that is the biggest thing. They want to feel like you get them. So how do you attract them? Talk to them. Know exactly who you're talking to and speak directly to that person like you're speaking to a best friend. Not like you're saying, hey, everyone, this is what I got going on. It's, hey, Brittany, I know that you're struggling with X, Y, Z. This is going to help you in whatever capacity. That's the first thing. The second thing, so there's so many things that you can do on social media. Being consistent, I'm going to say that's important for you. Making sure that you are consistently showing up for that dream client is important. Mm -hmm. But going back to it's not everything. I don't want you spending every single second of your day there. Block off what time that you do have. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's an hour. Whatever you can do, just block off a certain chunk to actually be consistent on social media. You talked about scheduling content. Amazing. I schedule all my content for actually a month at a time. Yeah. On the 15th of every single month, I do the next month's content. I guess I show up on social media to engage. I do my stories, et cetera. But all of the content, my reels, my posts, everything that you see is all scheduled. So I don't have to live on the platform because I don't have time for that. I have lots of clients. I have my coaching. I have my students. I got to work on other things in my business. But scheduling is super important because it allows you to be consistent. So know who you're talking to, be consistent, use the tools that are there to help you automate it to a certain extent, but also the hashtags. I wanted to briefly touch on it because I feel like hashtags, everyone is so obsessed with hashtags. How do I use hashtag? Whatever. Same thing. If your content is not good and not speaking to the right person, hashtags are going to do nothing for you. 
how I like to explain hashtags is it helps you reach more people. So have a bigger bubble to see the content, but the actual content that you're putting on social media, that's what's going to pull them into your social media accounts. Remember I said social media is a tool to attract and then the goal is to get them off of social media. So what do you do when you attract them? So you post a hashtag, your bubble expands. Then they see a piece of content that speaks directly to that person's pain point. They're like, oh, I like what she's saying. Let me dig in a, a bit more. So what's going to happen is they're going to read your post. They're going to go to your profile. They're going to check you out. Do they like you? Yes, they're probably going to follow you. So followers are great, but it's just a number. It's still not impacting your business from a revenue side of things on the back end. So to get people off of social media into the back end of your business, I like to use something called a lead magnet. So if you never heard of a lead magnet, essentially this is a freebie that you give away in exchange for someone's contact information. So let's just say for my dream client, Brittany, she's a coach that's struggling and wants to get rid of social media, um, but she knows it's important. I could have a a training or a PDF or a checklist or a guide that teaches how do you automate your social media without losing the impact. So Brittany's going to see my post talking about how I hate social media too, and I don't want to live on it. I don't have time for that. So what I do is I put together a guide that actually breaks you down step-by-step exactly what I do. If you want access to it, click the link that's in my bio or click the link that's in the post. As soon as they click the link that's in the post, it's going to take them to something that looks like a website. Now this is a mock website. It's actually a funnel where someone puts in their name, their email, they click on the button. As soon as they click on the button, what happens is now that person is inside my email list. I send them an email with the guide. So what I just did is I generated a lead off of social media, got them into my email list, something, an asset that I own within my business. I built that connection piece. So I gave her a quick win, teaching her a strategy. And now I'm going to build that relationship with her and then eventually try to sell her within my programs. I love how you so, broke because, all of that down. That's so amazing. <laughs> so good. Because there's so many like, people that are like, how does this work? Yeah. It, and it could be complicated. It's not complicated. Just like it's simple. And you probably, now that I've shared it with you, you're going to see this on social media all the time. People saying, hey, I have this free guide. I have this free checklist. I have a free training, a masterclass, a webinar, whatever. It's a lead magnet. They're getting your contact information to get you off of social media into an asset that they actually own. And that is the number one process that you should have set up in your business, especially when you're first getting started, because you're seriously building a strong foundation by leading with value, positioning yourself as that expert and building that email list for your business. Yes. Beautiful. That is like so well put. And it's, yeah, you've like wrapped that up with a bow for absolutely everybody (laughs) because it's one of those most essential pieces. And once you get them on their email list with that lead magnet, there's an automated series that they get. Mm -hmm. So you're not typing those emails over and over Mm -hmm. again. And you're building that connection. You're letting them know who you are and how you can help them and bring them through a transformation that they're looking for with that piece, that tool, because that tool is a little nugget of what you actually offer. So I, I love how you literally broke that down step by step and made it clear and shown the importance of how to use social media to pull people off of social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tool to attract people. And then the goal is get them off as soon as quickly or as soon as possible. And then into another asset that you own. For sure. And so as we're talking about the automated welcome sequence that that goes along with that lead magnet, what are some other effective ways to provide value through email campaigns and automation in in your business to to continue to nurture those clients or those potential clients? 
Absolutely. So think about the first processes that we talked about, understanding every single step within your business that you do. Like I said before, anything that you're repeating, you can actually use email marketing to automate it. So going to the lead magnet side, so you mentioned the welcome sequence. So as soon as someone clicks that button that they want the guide, they get into my email. As soon as they get into my email, it will automatically send the email saying, hey, thank you so much for downloading my guide. Um, If this is the first time that you're hearing from me, my name's Lisa, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the link to download it. What's going to happen is over a period of time, and everyone's going to be slightly different. I typically do 30 to 45 day period. They're going to get emails from me automatically. They're pre-written and they're actually coming across like I'm manually emailing that person. That's just how they're written, but they're not. They're all automated. So I deliver the guide. I follow up on the guide. I introduce who I am and I have that relationship. So just like if you're going to date someone, you're going to get to know them. So that's what we're doing through these emails. Then you're going to start to speak to their pain points. I understand that you don't want to live on social media. I feel the same way, and this is what I do. You're going to speak to any pain points, any objections that they have, any questions that they have. Essentially, what you're doing is taking the conversation that you would have had in person with them, breaking it down into multiple emails. So over time, you're building that relationship. You're positioning yourself as that expert. You're educating them. You're giving them tips. You're giving them value. And when you're doing that, when you help someone, they're more likely to want to work with you. So that's the first automation that you can do with email marketing. However, what's going to happen? Let's say that you have a thousand people, even a hundred people that download that guide after that 30 to 45 day period, what happens? Do they get any more emails? Not in that welcome sequence automation for me. But what's going to happen is that you kind of have a bucket of people just sitting there waiting. You know that they're your dream client or they wouldn't download that guide. So you have this bucket of people. So now the next step is how do you continuously nurture those people? Meaning, how do you continuously provide value? How do you continuously stay top of mind? You don't want to give them something, then all of a sudden they forget who, Lisa and who? No, you want to be in their face all the time so that when they are ready to move forward with you, you're the first person that they think of. So what I like to do personally is I like to call this a value sequence. So once a week, I send an email to my list. So I have a podcast. So every time there's a new episode on the More Than Social podcast, I will always send an email saying, hey, this is what I'm talking about on the podcast, XYZ, it's going to help you with this, this, this. Check out, check it out here. There's no selling, it's just straight value. So again, the entire purpose is I'm continuously positioning myself as an expert, helping them so that when they are ready to move forward, they think of me. That's the goal. So that's a second sequence that you can have set up within your business. There is an entire process with that since we're on the system and process side of things. You want to know what you have to do every single week, have a checklist, whatever it is that you can do, make sure that you're going through that checklist every single week. Other processes and systems that you can set up on the back end is really going to come down to what piece in your business are you duplicating all the time. So let's just say that you you have an online program. So I'll use the spotlight theory as an example. So I have a 12-week program. So over 12 weeks, I release modules every single week. So every single week, instead of me manually going in and typing out an email saying, hey, module three is live, I have this entire system automated. So it doesn't matter when someone enrolls in my program, they're automatically going to get the emails every single week based on where they're at. That's a whole other automated system that you can set up. Or let's say after they complete your program or the project closes or whatever the case may be. A lot of people want testimonials and reviews. So I'm going to use a mortgage agent, for example. 
if you just closed a new client, so their mortgage went through, typically you're going to follow up with them a month later. I work with a lot of mortgage agents. I'm not a mortgage agent, but that's just why I know about it. But so you typically follow up with them. And then at the year anniversary, you're going to also follow up with them to check in. And also you're going to ask for Google reviews and or referrals. So if we know that that's your four goals, after they close the deal, we can have emails that automatically go out that it seems like you're personally emailing someone, that person, but it's all automated. So 30 days from now, send this email. 60 days from now, now send this email. 70 days from now, send this email. So you can do it based on a time standpoint, or you can even do it based on an action. So let's say that someone clicks a link, you can send another email. If someone goes to initiate a checkout for your program and don't purchase, you can automatically send an email. So it really just comes down to what processes that you do all the time within your business, how many times are you repeating that? Once you know that you're repeating it and you kind of figured out that structure for your business, we can automate on the back end with emails. And I'm talking a lot about emails, by the way, but you can also do this with text messages. So same thing. Send out a text 30 days from now that says this. Yeah. And you know what? There's so many programs out there that have both features, right? You can mm-hmm. utilize the the text message, you can utilize the email side, especially when you're holding events, whether that's masterclasses, webinars, things like that, or challenges, and you're bringing people through a process, using those text messages is key because everybody has their phone right beside them. And so if you're like, hey, I'm starting in five minutes, get yourself ready, that's going to come to their phone. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot I signed up for this. You know, let's hop on and do that. So I honestly am so thankful that you're breaking this down because a lot of times when we talk systems, we talk automation, you know, anybody new to the industry is like, okay, I know that that means it's doing something automatic, but what are the things that I set on autopilot for my business? And how do I effectively implement this so that we can actually free up our time? Well, I think today you have freed up so many people's time with the tools and the information that you've provided. I'm I'm super excited for everybody to learn that. So thank you so much. And I do appreciate that. And so what is one of all the information you provided? What is one piece of advice you'd give to a new entrepreneur? So it's going to be a twofold answer. Um, First one is to stay in your lane. So I feel like as an entrepreneur, there's so many things that come up all the time that you want to do. So scatterbrain is what we like to call it. So you have idea, 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 idea. You don't actually get anything done. So know what you want to do, have a process, a game plan to actually achieve that goal, stay in your lane and actually accomplish it. So many people, a lot of my students even, they will set a goal and then I ask them how it's going. They're like, oh, well, I decided to do this instead. And they never actually achieve that one goal that they set for themselves. So then typically what happens is next year when they're setting their goals again for their business, they set the same goal. So I don't like to set the same goal twice. No. Accomplish it finish it, see if it works. But the second fold of it, if it doesn't work, yes, you're going to get a little down. It's okay. You're going to have those emotions, but don't let that kick you so far down. Being an entrepreneur, running a business, we're going to have our ups, we're going to have our downs, but be open to change. Everything in the online world changes so quickly. How we even behave on social media changes so quickly. Think about how you use social media eight years ago. When I first started, everyone had no idea you can even do any online marketing. Now, since COVID obviously hit, it's like it's normal now for everyone. But people change, things change. So learn how to adapt, but also just stay in your lane. Oh, I love that piece of advice because this, yeah, being scatterbrained, 
searching for the next shiny squirrel. Every time you drop a project and pick a new one up, you're starting over mm-hmm. at ground zero. So just stick with it, you know, especially if it's something that you initially thought of. Those are those tools and pieces that will help you grow so that you can evolve and then pick up that next piece, but find success where you're at right now. So I absolutely love that piece of advice. Thank you for sharing it. Um, It is, yeah, I think that is a valuable piece of advice for everybody to start with is grab your idea, see it through to results, and then start building up and expanding your business from there. So I appreciate your knowledge and your wisdom for the audience today. And I know you have something special to offer to them. Do you want to share what that is? Absolutely. So we talked a lot about email less today. Like I said, that's one of the biggest foundational pieces that you can set up within your business. So I put together a guide that walks you through how do you actually use email marketing for your business in the most effective way. I give you step by step exactly what to do. So if you're excited about using email marketing, remember use social media to get them into your email list. I would love for you guys all to download that guide. If you have any questions while going through it, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me at Lisa Ann Coaching across all platforms, whether that's TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Um, Instagram, (laughs) LinkedIn, everything is all that. So anywhere that you hang out on social media, come find me, ask me any questions. I'm always here to help. Ah, Wonderful. So yes, make sure you go and grab Lisa and how to quickly build your targeted email list from scratch. Have a look at it, engage with it, implement it, and let's start getting your businesses growing, thriving, and scaled. So thank you so much, Lisa. I'm super excited that you popped on and participated in the summit. You provided so much wisdom for our audience. And thank you, audience, for listening in. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ashley. Alrighty, my friend, it is time to wrap up our chat for today. I hope that interview was really helpful for you. I hope that it brought out some new ideas, but thank you so much for hanging out with Ashley and I. Now, as we part ways just for the week, I want you to remember this. Automation is your business BFF, seriously. Don't be scared to embrace it. Once you push past those fears, you'll be blown away by the magic it can do for your business. Now, in our next episode next week, we'll keep the good times rolling with the automation. We'll dive even deeper into the automation so you can kick some serious booty, okay? So plus, I want to uncover a lot of the secrets of how you can leverage the automation to really grow your business while you're sleeping, traveling, hanging with your friends and family, doing whatever it is that you want to do. Now, if you do have any questions about this episode or any episode, I just want to say, reach out to me, okay? Reach out to me. I am here to help. I'm here to answer anything. And actually, these contents with the podcast, they're derived by the questions that you ask. So send them my way. I'm here to help always. And I hope you have an amazing day. And I'm really excited to dive into the automation side of things. All right. See you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.